This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Welcome, welcome to the show, my family, wherever you are this lovely evening on a Thursday. It is time for the Yellow Mic. And I greet you all in the lovely, beautiful name of Jesus Christ. Um, tonight, we're speaking about something very important, something that's been in our mouths. Uh, many of us out there um, hearing about the Popier Act. Popier Act, what does it mean? Um, you know, what, what must happen now? You know, do I need a form that I need to sign to, to make me understand this Popier Act? What is it all about? You know, I remember we all got emails and we all got um information on our phones and really popular protection of personal information act and we are going to find out everything that we need to know about it this evening we are speaking to a lady that is informed about it she has human hr human resources background um, but also has done a course uh, within Popia um, to make us understand what it is all about you know the compliance um, of uh, Popia and what does it mean for me as a consumer you know what are my rights and what can I do if my rights have been infringed upon uh, during you know this time um, that the act has been put into place um, or rather put into play in South Africa so that's pretty much the conversation this evening if you want to get involved you can do so on the whatsapp line which is 081-729-1657 081-729-1657 if you um, are under the same you know um, view and opinion that okay what does this mean for me um, you know or just in summary if someone could just make me understand understand what does this mean you know um i know that many people don't know about this popia act they're just like yeah there's this thing popia popia you know what does it mean what does it mean um and so today we are shedding some light on what um personal protection of personal information act means for you and me as a consumer so we're going to be praying chain breaker zach williams just before we get into that conversation um so please do tune in and get involved and engage with us in the conversation whatsapp numbers 081-729-1657 Crystal France, sing, sing, sing. Oh, yes, sing. The poppy um, commencement date uh, was 1st July 2020. The president proclaimed that on 1st July 2020 um, is the date, was the date where the act um, started or commenced. And so it was an important time for us as citizens of South Africa. And some of us are saying, but what does this popular act mean? What must I do differently now? How am I affected by it? I'm one of those people. And today we're going to get a professional, someone that knows a thing or two about the popular act. Um, and just in short, just a summary that I got here online, um, just to start the conversation with us. It says the Protection of Personal Information Act or Popular Act is South Africa's equivalent of the EU GDPR. 
It sets some conditions for responsible parties called controllers of other jurisdictions or lawfully process um, the personal information of data and subjects, both naturally and juristic juristic persons. The Popular Act does not stop you from processing and does not require you to get consent from data subjects to process their personal information. Whoever decides why and how to process personal information is responsible for complying with the conditions. There are eight general conditions and three extra conditions. The responsible party is also responsible for a failure by their operators, those who process to them to meet their conditions. The Popular Act is important because it protects data subjects from harm, like theft, discrimination, the risk of non-compliance, including reputational management, fines, imprisonment, and paying out damages claims to data subjects. The biggest risk after reputational damage is a fine or failing to protect account numbers. So... I reckon and my my very, very limited understanding of the Popular Act is that it is to protect me as the consumer um, from my information being used without my knowledge, perhaps on other sources um, and maybe being used in, in a way where I had not agreed or had signed and given um, the rights for that information to be used or yeah, for my personal information to be used. So that is my, my very limited understanding. So, family, if you perhaps have a bigger and a more clearer understanding about the Poppy Act, you can um, get a hold of us on 081-729-1657. That is 081-729-1657. That is the WhatsApp line that you can reach me on here on um, 729 Radio Cape Pulpit. Building for tonight, unashamed. It is 19 minutes past 7 and we're going to be speaking to Benice Reuters um, more about the Popular Act and what it means for us as consumers. 79 Radio Cape Pulpit. That's where we are at, family. Thank you so much for joining us wherever you are. And as promised, I do have Benice Reuters with us. Um, she is the managing director of DBD Solutions. Um, and uh, she is also um, on a mission to inspire and to help address the major challenges of unemployment in South Africa uh, by empowering entrepreneurs, SMMEs. And her company offers flexible HR business solutions, which focuses on exploring funding and grant opportunities, um, both within the public sector and private sector. And she's really just an incredible woman um, altogether and has done remarkable work altogether as well. And so we have her here uh, with us uh, to help us understand um, Popia a little bit better using her knowledge and what she knows about it. Um, Bernice, firstly, welcome to the show, The Yellow Mic. Um, Welcome. And uh, I am very honored and privileged to have you with us this afternoon. I mean, this evening. (laughs) Thank you so much, um, PC, and thank you for inviting me this evening. 
Mm. Um, Benice, I think if you could just start off by briefly just introducing yourself and as much as, you know, I have um, read your bio to our listeners out there, um, if you could just, you know, maybe just elaborate a little bit more as to the work that you do, um, just to briefly introduce yourself and then we will take it from there. Okay, thank you so much. Uh, good evening, listeners. Thank you um, for giving me this platform. Um, my name is Bernie. I'm the owner of DBD Solutions, HR and business consulting services. We offer HR solutions, training, recruitment services, as well as helping entrepreneurs really to grow their business from, you know, empowering and educating them and helping them to grow their business from even recruitment or just training, and help them assist with funding as as well to grow their business. So, yes, we do a little bit of um, um, empowering and growing individuals as well as as their business. So that's in a nutshell in what, what we basically do. Mm, mm, I hear you. Um, very involved in, uh, you know, um, ensuring that entrepreneurs are groomed and, you know, ready to take their businesses to the next level. And that's work that is very much needed, especially in the time that we are in right now in South Africa, um, where there is unemployment. And, you know, through grooming um, entrepreneurs, that is where the employment, um, employment opportunities have the possibility to open. Um, Benice, and so you're also someone that is well, well, um, uh, what can I say? Maybe, um, knowledgeable rather, um, mm-hmm. in uh, the Popia Act, uh, the act that uh, everyone on the 1st of July, was it the 1st of July, got all these messages, emails, and everything, mm-hmm. and were <laughs> being introduced to Protection of Personal Information Act. And no, no one really knew what it was about, but you know, some people had a brief understanding of what it was about. And so I thought, that's why I thought, let's have this conversation so that we can understand it from a consumer point of view, from, you know, what, what is it that um, this act means for me? Um, how does it change my life? Because many people were asking, okay, so we've gotten all these emails and all these messages, but what does it mean? And I mm. thought, you know what, let's get you on the line so that you can help us to understand this, you know, in a way that we can understand it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, think- <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, the, the, the question that I have is what is Popia and who does it apply to? Yeah. So, um, TC, I think Papaya or Copy Act, as they would say, I've been on so many sessions already. And like when it was rolled out, um, everybody was, what is it all about? But as we were just in sessions, every time we just hear it, that it actually Papaya or Poppy Act is actually a journey. There is no way that you're going to just be compliant immediately. It's an ongoing process and, you know, educating people and, and and just helping consumers to see what their rights are and as well for companies also to comply and having certain systems in place in order to protect um, clients or consumers' personal information. So what is Papaya Act and who does it apply to? I'm just going to give you like a you know, short overview. The Protection of Personal Information Act of 2013 
follows the example of similar quite onerous legislation in the European Union aimed at protecting individuals' right to privacy. More specifically, the Act aims to give effect to the right to privacy as provided for the Constitutional Bill of Rights by limiting the extent to which personal information may be processed by others, including employers. It's one mouthful, but basically it's personal information um, from people that are processed from you, the consumer, or anyone else, including employers. So whoever manages people's personal information or data. So why was it um, implemented, or why is it implemented, actually? It's really to protect you, the um, consumer, against theft of money or your identity, your identity maybe being, um, preventing from your personal information landing into the wrong person's hands. So it's really to basically protect the individual that your information doesn't um, land in the wrong person's hand. And if we look at what is personal information, you know, how do you, there's lots of um, information. So when is red flag information or personal information? So personal information informs that relates to a natural person or a juristic person such as a company. So this includes someone's physical address or um, email address, date of birth or ID number. So that's personal information. When it comes to red or like sensitive information or personal information, that is like race, sex, medical condition, um, gender, sex, or your biometric information. Um, so those are information that you really need people's consent if you need to do that. Um, so those are personal information that you necessarily don't want to collect or, um, or how can I say, gather because there must be a specific reason or consent from the individual or consumer why you need that information. And what is processing? Process, processing refers to handling the personal information you're collecting it, you store that data, you update and distribute the distribution of that information. So it sounds a bit it's very not complex, but it's basically that when you collect someone's information, there must be really a good reason why you need certain information. So the less you need the better it is because you, you, if you, before, if you send out an e or, or email listing, if people need to sign up to your email address, before they ask for your ID number, your contact number, so as little as possible if you need information, if it's just the contact or just the email, as little as possible information that is required. And... Um, the processing, there are eight actually processing conditions of handling data is to be accountable for or taking ownership of when you collect someone's data. If it's a company, it's in, like I'm a small business owner, so for me and my HR background, handling people's personal information, um, you know, taking ownership of it and have certain um, processes in place why you need certain information 
um, have security measures in terms of handling that data of the, the individual or client or that processing limitations, um, processing information for lawful reasons and in a manner that does not infringe privacy. Purpose specification only obtain and hold information, um, personal information for a specific purpose. As I was mentioning earlier, only ask for information that is needed, not unnecessary personal or information required. Further processing limitations. Um, further processing of personal information must be compatible with the purpose of what it is collected. Meaning, so if you ask for information, um, it must be for the reason why you actually, I'm a recruitment um, consultant as well. So if I'm asking for someone's qualifications, it must be for that specific role or um, job that advertised, that is why I'm actually requesting that um, qualification. Information quality, ensure that the information that you receive from the individual is accurate. If you get an email, it's your right. If you send out an email and if it bounces back, you must make sure that um, or follow up with the individual once the email bounces back. Why didn't it go off? Um, or I'll come to the section where it is where at your email, I've nowadays seen that a lot of this policy um, X or there's a disclosure where you can go on that link update your information, or you can actually say, delete me from your mailing list. Um, openness, inform individuals why you need that specific information and the purpose thereof. Security safeguards of personal information. Um, by, for instance, security safeguards is when you handle, if you send out emails to clients or a group of people, make sure that you BCC instead of CC a group of people. Um, when you're printing documents um, at your printer, make sure that you're close to your printer mm. instead of not at your printer when confidential um, data is getting print. Or even if you work in a um, coffee shop or a um, uh, yeah at a shop, make, don't make do not use um, clients' personal information or um, people's private bank statements or information, you know, take it out to public places. So just to make sure that you're secure, um, safeguards where you're handling data. Mm. Data subject participation. So this is the section where I mentioned that be sure that a data subject has the right to request access to their personal information that you hold to request that the information is deleted, corrected, or um, they have a right to say to remove them from your database or information. And lastly, I think, what are the practical steps that the consumer can actually um, take if privacy has been infringed on them? There are ways for the consumer um, where you can actually um, protect your personal information is to give your information only to individuals or companies that you trust. Put your name on a, if you want someone to stop mailing you or calling you, you can actually put your name on this specific um, national opt-out organization website 
We're Direct Marketing Association of Southern Africa. Um, that is where all um, memberships are of Direct Marketing Association. And then your information will get emailed to all those service providers that's registered under the Direct Marketing Association, and you will stop getting those emails. As well as schools, you can actually um, you can register your details on the White Stop Spam Call South Africa and ensure that you read private policies in the contracts of companies with whom you do business. Read the private policy, the privacy policy, and request companies to remove all personal information about you from the system. Cancel subscriptions to electronic newsletters and submit a complaint to the um, information regulator if companies or people are still, um, you know, sending you information or you want to lay a complaint. So that is what consumers can basically um, do in order to protect themselves. Mm -hmm. And I think also basically from, this is now on social media. um, I was just about to say because, uh, (laughs) you know, now we're in the digital age and everything is online and our information is all over social media, you know, Facebook and, you know, all these various um, social media networks. uh, channels or networks. Um, so, does this also apply to the to social media? Not really to social media to that extent because it's not handling of um, personal uh, or, or data itself. So, you as a social on social media, you as a social platform where you are engaging on. So, not necessarily because that is not a secured or space where data is managed by by individuals or businesses. But what you as a consumer can do is on these groups that you, I know sometimes people join groups. You join it and you don't want people to see your profile picture or your your details. What you can do, you can actually set up your profile picture, your settings that people can't see your picture as such. Sometimes for minors, my children under the age of eight, eight, some people don't want the kids on social media. So maybe you've got a picture of your child on your Facebook or even on your WhatsApp and you join a group and you actually don't want them to see maybe it's your child or your family picture. So there are certain ways that you can manage that on your personal, in your personal capacity on your social media platforms. And the one thing I actually also said is really to share as little as possible. Um, when you fall in those personal information forms, make sure whoever you signed up that it's a reputable um, site or, um, you know, what information they require from you as little as possible. Um, don't give out ID numbers. Don't give out banking details as little as possible because that is your personal information and um, people just use it for for anything and, and, and contact you. So, and if I can just in a simple term, just to conclude really to say what puppy really in a simple term is, uh, it's really a behavioral change in terms of every day or being conscious about how you do or handle data or information when people ask for information, 
I'm some I'm very conscious my background is HR when people ask for someone's contact detail for information. I always ask consent from the party. May I share your information before I will just share it to a third party or something. Those are just basic small little things that you can implement in your daily life. Um, so in simple terms, collect only what is needed data that if you require information. Be open to people. Why do you need that information? Let people see the information if they want to change it. Let them fix the information. Make sure that it's accurate before sharing information. Keep it secure. Safely um, get rid of um, things that you don't need anymore. Use only it for the purpose you collect that specific data for. And disclose only if you have good reason to um, the why, um, why you do that. So um, I hope that summarizes a little bit of, um, of of what the Poppy Act is mm. and um, and what it is for the consumer and as well for um, SMEs that actually um, manage other people's data or information. Um, and I think it's also what you can do as a small business is really just do there are many um, policies on the government website um, there you go, and you can actually download the um, Poppy Act policy, private policies, you know. Those are small little things that you can, you don't need to have, like, um, all the policies or, or everything, like we were saying, Poppy is a, a journey of being compliant. So it's a daily step and daily ways of a framework that you implement and try to comply by what you can also do as um, small businesses or um, yeah, companies is to train your people, to educate your people. There are lots of, I've actually attended, I'm not marketing for them, but I've attended the ENS um, webinar and it was really informative and they do quite a bit of free webinars just to inform small businesses what the act's about, how you can actually implement um, policies and, and what frameworks you can actually do by just having this in place. So when someone share information, so have it on your website or have it on your email, your private um, privacy policy, your um, um, disclosure of information and all of that. So small little things that you can implement as a small business as well as a consumer handling giving your information out, make sure what information that you give and that you ask people why are they require all that specific information, um, um, personal information, for instance, um, like ID or addresses or things like that. You as a consumer have the right to ask that. Um, Bernice, I think you've definitely summed it up for us. Um, and, you know, by my understanding, I see this as protection for me as the consumer. And like you mentioned, um, it helps you as the consumer to be more aware and to be more conscious in terms of, okay, my private information 
um where you know am i placing it you know being careful with things like your id number because people can use it um you know for mm. various things um uh, that are not lawful and so um it's really about just being conscious and uh, this act then protects you and then there's also a way forward in terms of if you feel that you've been infringed upon and something has happened now you can um you know um find ways in terms of you know getting things right or rectifying whatever has happened yeah. um with your data so from mm. my side thank you so much it really does um give insight um and really makes it practical you know instead of just hearing and seeing about um uh, the the papaya act um now there's a, you know a brief understanding as to what it means for me as the consumer and i trust that the family out there as well has gotten um just a bit of an understanding as to what it means so thank you benice reuters yes. for joining us this evening and making time um to share your knowledge with us thank you thank you so much for inviting me thank you have yourself a blessed evening and uh, a rest of the week Thank you so much. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Right, family, that was Benice Reuters. Uh, she explained to us um, very nicely uh, what the Papaya Act is all about and what does it mean for me, what does it mean for you, and so on and so forth. So, forth. so I think uh, it's really just about awareness, as Benice has mentioned, um, and really just looking into the things that you sign up to um, reading the fine print you know we don't like to read the fine print uh but now we are being forced to read the fine fine print to know exactly you know where is my information going to um you know i'm busy doing this um i'm signing this document but what will happen now so it's really to protect you in the end of the day uh in your presence benjamin dube coming your way Trevine Bongo Madela saying, I can do it on my own. Our beautiful song of bringing us straight to five minutes to go until the top of the hour. And before that, we had Benjamin Dube in your presence. My family, I trust that you got a thing or two or rather a word or two um, for... Uh, all things papaya, poppia, uh, poppy act. Uh, having an understanding of what this means for you as the consumer going forward, um, that you need to protect your information, make sure that you know exactly where you're giving your information, what it is that you're assigning, and where your data or your information will end up um, so that uh, you don't have any misinformation or maybe other things that happen um, in the long term that then brings you back that mm, remember when you signed that and you didn't really read the fine print so it kind of get, brings the responsibility back to you or me um, as to say right now it's in your hands you know make sure that you know what it is that you're doing um, with uh, inform with your personal information and uh, hold it at high regard you know your personal for example your ID number if you've just been given your ID number just randomly well that needs to stop and you need to take better care of your personal data um, that's my understanding of what the 
the Poppy Act means. And it means that I'm also protected now. I can go to the information regulator if there's something that I'm not sure about. And I feel that mm, my rights have been infringed upon here. Um, and my information has been used for um, something that is wrong. Or for example, if you all of a sudden get information let me and let me put it this way if you all of a sudden get a call um from somewhere and uh, you know these people have maybe given your number to certain people to call you i mean that's infringement of your rights you know that's being violated um and so you have the right to go to the inf information regulator and say um my information has my personal information has ended up um somewhere where i did not approve um for it to end up and there you go, case one, boom. <laughs> this insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.